Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Yahoo Fantasy Football Forecast. It's Tuesday. That means we're going to be doing some handicapping today. I'm Scott Pianowski your co-host, and joined by my good friend, uh, Frank Schwab. You know him from Yahoo NFL and uh, host of the Yahoo Sportsbook Daily, giving you all sorts of good intel. Winners, underdogs, favorites, money lines, totals. He does everything that you need in your gambling life. And uh, so do our friends at BetMGM. And if you're not a player over there, you have a great opportunity to uh, to join. There's some great promotional bonuses. You can create a BetMGM account and place your first bet risk-free. Up to $1,000. If that bet loses, you get that bet amount back up to the $1,000 added to your account in free bets. So it's basically a risk-free first bet. If you lose, you get the free bet back. You must be 21 plus in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. And terms do apply. Go to betmgm.com slash yahoo to get started or use promo code yahoo when making your first deposit. Okay, so we're ready with NFL games. We're ready with BetMGM. Let's get my buddy Frank in here. How are you doing today, Frank Schwab? Good, good. I, I just got to feel like I'm the New Orleans Saints of football betters this year. It's one week is great, next week's terrible. One week is great, next week terrible. I just want to get this thing evened out a little bit. You, I, I should have listened to you on Seattle last week, although I guess I will say that I, I think if – you know, the, the quarterback stays upright. Maybe I got a chance. But, uh, yeah, it was good call by you last week. So good calls. Ready to – had a decent week. Ready to ready to get after it and find some value in these lines. Let's do it. Yeah, I had – I was 9-7 and seven with all the games and 3-2 and two with my darts. And just, I try to remind myself that, you know, just keep getting on base. Keep hit, keep getting singles. Yeah. Keep, you know, nobody ever went broke making money. Um, I still haven't had – I haven't had the bust that week. I haven't had the Saints over the Packers game yet. But maybe that's coming this week. Uh, as we'll do, as we have our cadence the last few weeks, we'll stick with it. We'll start with the island games, and, and one of the island games this week is a game in Europe, so I want you guys to be aware of that. Then we'll talk about some of the better games left over on Sunday, and then uh, when we kind of get a little bit pressed for time, we'll go quicker on the less appealing games on Sunday. That's our schedule. Enough preamble. Let's get right into it. Hey, they gave us a good Thursday game, Frank. Uh, we get the Rams off their loss to Arizona at Seattle, an impressive win at the Niners last week, uh, the, the Rams are two-point favorites in this game over at BetMGM. The total is a juicy 54.5. I knew when the Rams lost, you, you know how I love, when I believe in a team and they're embarrassed, I love to, to bet them the next week. 
But I want, and so if the risk was this for a Sunday game or a Monday game, I'd be all about the Rams here. I just worry about it being a short week. Not that Seattle's a long trip, but I wish McVeigh had a week to go over what they did wrong against Arizona. And instead, they have to try to fix everything. I don't know how a football team could really go through their normal work week when they play these Thursday games. I still don't think they're the greatest idea for the NFL. So I think I'm going to be on the Rams anyway. It always feels like a sucker to have a favorite on the road, although you've talked, we've talked a lot about home field advantage disappearing. And I know you tweeted about some interesting data there. I know my lean is going to be Rams. It might even be an official dart. How you see in this game? Uh, yeah, I, I usually don't love loading up on Thursday night game. Hey, look, look, look last week. I, I don't think the Jaguars are in anywhere near the same ballpark as the Bengals, and they probably should have won that game. So uh, I, let me ask you, I, I'm going to I'm gonna volley it back to you because I really want to know your opinion on this. What do you take of that Rams game last week? Was it just Arizona's really good? Is it just, uh, you know, one of those games, whatever, it doesn't matter. Did they expose some things with the Rams? I, I still believe in the Rams, but I, that was really, it was a butt-kicking. They... Arizona went in there and dominated that game. There was I, I was on Arizona. I ended up being on the money line a little bit, and I felt good about it the whole time. They were clearly the better team in that game. What what do you take from that game, just from a Rams perspective? I, I to me that was more about what the Cardinals are good at and what the Cardinals have become. Kyler Murray used to be. It was hard to imagine Kyler Murray having a dynamic game without a big component of that being his his legs and his athleticism and his in the broken play. Now he's beating people with his arms. I, I thought uh-huh. A.J. Green had nothing left. And he's, you know, become, he doesn't have to be the alpha there. He just has to be somebody who can get six targets a week and, and maybe turn into those into four or five catches and touchdown. Rondell Moore is somebody you have to worry about. Christian Kirk's a good player. They have two running backs who complement each other. They're good at different things. I just think Arizona, look, I, I mean, I had to get over the fact, and I don't want to talk too much about the Cardinals because they're not in this game, but I, I had to get over the fact that I, I'm not a Cliff Kingsbury guy, but this yeah. offense has, they challenge every level of the field even max williams has turned into a nice post type player for that offense so when an offense is clicking like that defense defense is so hard to play in the nfl even if you have aaron donald even if you have jalen ramsey and the in some of the other pieces the rams have a good offense an offense at the top of its game really can't be defended the way the nfl is structured these days so i still think the rams are a good team a very good team but i took that more as a good for the cardinals not you know the rams have somehow been overrated and unmasked as a fraud. Yeah, I'm with you there. I just wanted to confirm that with you mostly because when a team gets beat like that, you you just have, you have to look, you have to say, Hey, let's ask this question. Are the Rams good? Like they are right. And I think they are. And I'll be on them in this game again, Thursday's wonky, but I I really still don't believe in the Seattle team. They were uh, late in the second quarter last week. They were getting dominated by the 49ers Uh, dominated. I, I think that, Russ had six yards, and and it was one of those games where when Seattle tied it, you're like, well, they're in trouble because the 49ers should be up like 21 zip right now. The way they dominated this game, they hadn't. Garoppolo gets hurt. The second half gets weird for Trey Lance until he gets warm a little bit at the end. I, I'm still not a believer in the Seahawks team. I'm not a believer in home field advantage anymore, so I don't mind taking the Rams here minus two. I, I think that I think that's a, that's a fair line. It's a good line, and like you said, I, I think Rams bounce back here. They're a good team. I agree. Uh, you know, the Seattle MacGyver, you know, go win the game, Russ, and cover up all our war. He's supposed to be the big band-aid that covers up everything that's wrong with the Seahawks. And I just don't know how And he does so often. It's crazy, though. It's I know we, we sit here and we say that we're on like you're nine of this. And it's like that play he had the touchdown to sway him just blew me away. I mean, he almost like eyes in the back of his head, spins out of the rush, still keeps his eyes downfield, makes a great throw, actually, to sway him. That wasn't wide open and uh, just... 
he's just a, it, it's I'll say this. I'll bet on the Rams. I'll be on them Thursday night. And I'm going to be terrified at moments because I bet against Russell Wilson. That's right, just who right. he is. It's it's entirely like that's that's this game in a nutshell where if you bet against Russell Wilson, you're just like, hold on, your hold on your butts for uh, for three hours because it's just not going to be a fun ride. It's fun that we have like five or six quarterbacks like that. You know, Kyler Murray's become a player last week. Oh, I, picked, yeah. I picked against the Chiefs, you know. Being on the wrong side of Mahomes and, and Tyreek Hill was a lot of fun, let me tell you. But uh, I totally get that. I've enjoyed Russell Wilson as much as I have any player in the last seven or eight oh, years. So I just good. wish I was more aware of him when he was at Wisconsin or even NC State. Because um, I, I still think he got kind of shortchanged in the Heisman voting that one year at Wisconsin. But anyway, we're both on the Rams in that game. Let's get to Sunday. you got to set those clocks early. The Jets and Falcons are invading London. Ooh. Okay. Uh, the Falcons are three-point favorites, fresh off their you know, – Fun but but dysfunctional loss to the football team and the Jets. Hey man, you know I, I know Zach Wilson's a work in progress, and I know that offense looks like at times like it, it, they all met the the day of the game. The Jets' defense is not bad. It, it it gets worn down sometimes because the offense sabotages it. But I thought they defended the Titans reasonably well. I know t- Tennessee was obviously missing all sorts of key personnel. So my lean, my I think I don't think the, I think the Jets still believe in. in their their coach. I, I still think they they're kind of a plucky team. I, they haven't. The offense has to play better, but I don't think the defense mm-hmm. is bad. I don't know what I can feel good about with the Falcons. They did put some points up last week, but Matt Ryan looks like a player on the decline. I'm not sure if the Arthur Smith situation is going to work out. I don't know why Kyle Pitts doesn't get more snaps. I'm leaning Jets. I, the line is three here. Falcons are favored by three. And if you uh, if you want a total play on this game, it's 46. How do you see this one? Uh, yeah, uh, real quick, this is more a fantasy conversation, but I'm curious your thoughts. Where does the Cordero Patterson story go from here? Is he, I, I don't get it because I don't mind, like they needed some, some playmakers, of course. Cordero Patterson has fit that role. He's played really well. I think I saw somewhere where in PPR leagues, he's the number two running back in all of fantasy football behind Derrick Henry. But it's also, it's come at the expense of Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts. Like you just kind of talked about Pitts. They're not getting these guys involved. They're not getting big plays for these guys. It's all funneled through Corderell Patterson, which does this continue, Scott, or is this just kind of this weird, like, we're four games in, we haven't figured out how to get the ball to Ridley and Pitts? The strangest thing about Patterson is he's he's only playing a very low snap share. He's running like eleven routes a game. I mean, I know it's one of these things where the, the tell when the tell is when Corderell Patterson is on the field, they're probably throwing him the ball. It's it's because he's not an every snap player. I don't get it. I don't understand I don't it. Either, you know, I, the I'm, thing the I'm thing about baffled. Pitts, and I don't have a lot of pits in, in fantasy. I, I'm not sure if I have any seasonal shares. I think he's actually looked good while doing very little, if that can make any sense. Mm-hmm. I, I think they're leaving a lot. I think there's a lot of untapped potential with pits that they, he just looks like such a matchup problem. Not that Patterson, look, Patterson was what? I think he was a first round pick. Remember, we all were pretty excited oh, about was, him when yeah. he splashed with mm-hmm. Minnesota. He's made a yep. bunch of Pro Bowls as a return guy. So he's certainly got some wheels. But I, I think a lot of teams just decided he wasn't. A, an offensive field player. He was just a special teams guy, a specialty guy, an occasional gadget guy. He's been well-traveled. He's played for five or six teams in the league. I get a figure. I don't, I don't think this would work in any league of sophistication, but if your league is maybe more casual and you had Patterson, I would go to your opponents. I said this on the waiver podcast and say, okay, look, hey, I got a bunch of good running backs. I, I got a weakness in another position. Do you like one of these guys? And try to get your opponent to come to Patterson. You can't just say, hey, who wants Cordell Patterson? That's not going to work. People <laughs> yeah, see through that. But if hey, you maybe go you're to, for Calvin Ridley. Hey, you know. But if you go to somebody with a group of, of running backs or receivers, including Patterson, and maybe they uh, have a soft spot for Patterson, I, do you think 
Is there a chance this is a Matt Ryan cliff year? Are we going to look back? You know how yeah, where we are I with Roethlisberger right now. I know I know Ryan's a few years younger, but I mean at this point, I can't wait for Roethlisberger's career to be over. I, with all due respect, he's a Hall of Famer. I, I don't think Matt Ryan is, but I'm worried that Matt Ryan has finally dipped below even league average. I think he's a below average quarterback right now. Uh, I agree. I, I think that that offense is in trouble. That's one reason uh, I'll be with. I'll be on the Jets too, and the points. I, I mean, also the London games are weird. You got to count that in. But I think one thing I'm going to look at with the Jets week to week now, if a team could rush the quarterback, if you're playing the Broncos, if you're playing the Patriots, I'm not taking the Jets because they can't block anybody. But if you're playing the Titans who can't rush a quarterback, Zach Wilson can actually look good. I think that's like, I I hate to boil down handicapping into such a simple thing, but that's going to be it for me in a lot of Jets games. Can the other team rush the quarterback? If it's yes, okay, I'm not going on the Jets. But if they can't, and, and the Falcons surely can't, I'll be. I actually feel okay taking the Jets. I think they can hit some things downfield. I think Corey Davis is going to have a good year. When whenever Zach Wilson's not flat on his back, I think that offense is going to be at least functional. And their defense was feisty last week. Even though you know the Titans are obviously shorthanded, I don't like the Falcons enough to lay three against mostly anybody. So Jets plus three is is not a comfortable lean. But I'll be up early in the morning sipping my coffee, uh, rooting on the Jets. I agree. I mean. Uh, certainly Wilson showed the arm talent last week, a couple of laser throws. And I thought the Jet, Jets pass rush looked pretty good. Tannehill's an experienced quarterback, and they were able to get him on the turf a few times. So, again, I think the defense is plucky, and I don't see the Falcons putting up. The Falcons defense is just – there's nothing about the Falcons defense I like right now. Everybody – I don't know. Right. I'm so mad the right. Giants didn't beat them in week three because after the Giants won last week, oh. I feel like the Giants were the right side in week three, but for yeah. some reason yeah. they couldn't take care of that game. So, Okay. So they give us Jets and Falcons. We have to live through that. Our reward, that's, you know, we got to eat our vegetables. Well, and then we get the Bills get and Chiefs Sunday night. Yes. What's, yeah, that's about as good as it can get right now. Straight three, if home field is even worth three, and we've talked about maybe it isn't. But the Chiefs are at home. They're spotting the three. The total, as you would expect, is a juicy 56. I'll let you go first. Uh, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, what do you see here? Uh, this might be my number one play of the week. I got the Bills. Uh, I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just dumb, and I'm going to – Sunday night, you know, when I'm talking to Charles, I'm just going to, you know, on our podcast, where I'm just going to say, why did, why did I go against the Chiefs at Arrowhead? Why did I believe that they're going to just lose to the Buffalo Bills? But I think everything lines up for the Bills here. The Bills have been sneaky good for three weeks. And maybe not even sneaky. But I think they, everybody kind of lost track of them after week one. You know how that goes. They, we hype them up all offseason. This is going to be the team to win the Super Bowl. Josh Allen's winning MVP. They lose to Pittsburgh somehow. I don't get that result as we sit here three weeks later. And everybody kind of was like, oh, okay, the Bills, maybe they're not that great. And they've been great in the last three weeks. I get it. I haven't played anybody. But to me, the sign of a good team, in addition to beating good teams, is you blow out the bad teams on your schedule. And they've blown everybody out. I think the Bills look good. They pass the eye test. The defense is great. They have this playoff revenge angle. Their season ended there last year. I When I wrote about them in my preview uh, set, uh, series, I led with that picture of Stefan Diggs on the field after the game on the sideline, sitting there just watching their celebration, watching the confetti come down. And you could tell he was imprinting it in his brain of, we're going to come get these guys. We're going to be that team next year. And I think that they're going to be so hyped up for this game. Again, I got my I got my against the spread uh, win on the Chiefs last week. I was on them, figuring they'd have a, a breakout against a bad team. But it's been, you know, again, the Chiefs are now, okay, now they're 2 and one against the spread over the last 15. Has that impressed me? No, not really. I, 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 I confidently laid three with the Bills, got the money line with the Bills. I, I, this, was, this is my easiest play of the week, and I, I hope my confidence is rewarded on Sunday night. 
I think I might make a bet on on Buffalo's team total too because I don't see how the Chiefs the Chiefs can't stop oh, no, anything. No, they can't stop anybody. Nope. And look at Buffalo's offense. Okay, you have a legitimate MVP candidate now, and you have two running backs who complement each other. Moss has played really well since the Week One benching. Singletary's a good player. Diggs is an elite route runner. Sanders still has something left in the tank at age thirty four, which is impressive. They're turning Dawson Knox into a a thing at the goal line. You know, he's been a fantasy fine. He's seven, top five tight end, I think, right now. I don't see how the Chiefs have any chance of stopping that. And as good as the Chiefs are in offense, the Buffalo defense has played great. I, I know it really good. We have to be, you know, somewhat skeptical of the schedule. But with these teams, I think a lot of teams want to do what the Chiefs wanted to do a couple of years ago, which is let's have a great offense. Let's have a defense that just gets in the way a little bit. Okay. The Chiefs are always told their defense, look, just hold the other team to 24 or whatever, and we'll win the game. I think Buffalo has at least that kind of defense, maybe a, maybe a really strong defense. It's hard, again, hard to tell until we get deeper in the season because, you know, you stop Miami, I don't know who cares. You know, you stop Davis Mills, right, right. you know, nobody's going to throw a parade for you. But they shut them out. That game, I mean, that game felt mm-hmm. like it was 70 to nothing. I guess it was 40 nothing final. I feel like Buffalo could have named any score they wanted in that game. So I've, I mean, and also home field, we've talked about a lot. I, I don't think it matters as much. And Buffalo has been here too. I like the fact that Buffalo has been in the stadium. So they know where the hotel is. They know what the backdrop is. They know what they're getting into. And so I don't, th- I don't think there's, um, you know, they're not going to cower at the sight of the Kansas City uniform, you know? No. It's, it's not, this is so one of those think- games. This is a, this one was circled a game on the calendar type mm-hmm. of games where I, I, the Bills know this. We know this. Everybody knows this. If you want to be taken seriously, you go in the Arrowhead Stadium and win that game. And our, our friend Mark Stoper wrote about this too. He tweeted about this of this is huge for playoff implications. If the Bills win this game, they go to four and one. Chiefs won't go down to two and three, and the Bills would have the tiebreaker. They understand fully what this game is about. And the Chiefs do too. I'm not saying the Chiefs are like, what? The Bills are good? No, they know too. But I just think the motivation is on the Bills side. The, 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 yeah, everything, I just think everything right here points me to the Bills, including, like you said, Chiefs defense. I mean, that's that's a big component to this one. I'll give Mark some props, too. He was actually talking about Dawson Knox before the season. I don't know anybody else yeah, who had that I angle. So no, good, good call by our friend Stopa. <laughs> and uh, and also, man, maybe we made a good call last week talking about those Chargers uh, AFC West props because now uh-huh. if, if they get that win over the Raiders. If the Chiefs were to lose here, the Chargers already have the tiebreaker over the Chiefs. I'm feeling pretty good about that. Chargers look good, yeah. Let's go to the Monday game. Uh, the Colts, Carson Wentz, who doesn't want to watch him in prime time. He travels to Baltimore with the rest of his teammates to play the Ravens, who uh, you know finally shows some good foot in that win over Denver. The Ravens are spotting a full touchdown in this game. The total at BetMGM is 47 and a half. I hate spotting a lot of points, but I just I know the Colts won at Miami, but Miami look, looks like such a bad team right now. I I think I'm going to be on the Ravens. I don't like spotting a big number, but I I struggle to find things about the Colts that I actually like. Yeah, I think my stubbornness on the Colts might come back this week. You know, I was kind of, all right, I'm, I'm, they're dead to me. And then they come out and play really well when I'm on the Dolphins last week. Because of all the injuries, I look, they, they were beat up last week. And to get that win, I thought was pretty impressive. They finally look good. Like, they're, they're, they're figuring some things out. Jonathan Taylor played really well. Pittman's getting involved. Mo Ali Cox comes out of nowhere. By the way, the only football player uh, in VCU history, by the way. That, that's something he's probably going to hold on to a long time, considering VCU doesn't have a football team. But I, even he looked good. The defense looked good. I thought the Colts, this was a little bit of a, okay, this is the Colts team I expected. I will check the injury report before I play anything on this game. If they're as beat up as they were last week, it, it'll be hard to take the Colts plus seven. But that's why I'm leaning. I think that this Colts team can... 
look, coming into the season, I loved him. I, I really did. I was wrong. I'll admit it. But I still think there's something there. I, and they're one game back of the Titans now. I think they understand, hey, we're pretty lucky to be 1-3, one, one game out of the first place right now in the AFC South. I, I think they're going to play hard, play well. The Ravens, uh, before last week, were living on the tight wire. I'm. I'll take the seven. I don't know how much how confident I am that the Colts' ability to go in and win, which is a a problem. When you take an underdog, you want to feel like they can win. I don't know that I feel that, but I do feel like this is gonna be a close game. Vanilline Ravens. Uh, I'll gather more intel as the week goes along. Let's transition to Sunday and uh, look at some of the the better games on the slate. And I think the game I'm most excited about is the Browns at Chargers. Um, solid. If at times ugly win for the Browns at Minnesota, Minnesota's a good team. I'd like to see Baker Mayfield play better, but this Browns defense looks terrific. And the Chargers, we've talked about them. At the end of that Monday Night Football game, Steve Levy said, you know, the, the, the road to the AFC West goes through the Chargers. I'd feel really good about that because I got a good price on the Chargers last week. I did too, yeah. And Chargers only, only spotting a point. So this is basically pick your winner here. The total is 49 and a half. I like both teams. I just feel like there's more. I like more things on both sides of the ball with the Chargers. I, I almost feel like this line's a little bit of a trap. What are they telling me? Why? Why are they saying the Chargers aren't better than the Browns on a neutral field? What? What does it smell right here? Right, and uh, you know, I mean, you could say like, oh, the Chargers have no home field advantage, but who cares? Like that doesn't matter anymore. It's not a big deal. So I don't think we can. You know, when they were playing in the soccer stadium in LA, there was. There were times when I, I just take, you know, you take the road team because you know it's going to be eighty percent, you know, uh, the opponents' fans. It's probably going to be eighty percent Browns fans. Who cares though? Home field advantage doesn't matter anymore. So that's not part of my handicapping. I will say this, you know, I, early in the season, especially when I'm doing betting or power rankings or whatever, I always look at okay, let, let's look back at this result and see how it looks in retrospect. And I think that the. Cowboys loss for the Chargers looks really good right now. I mean, okay, you lost to the Cowboys. And something about their first four games I've noticed, these are all good offenses they've played. They, they played Washington, which isn't a great offense, but they've had their moments. Cowboys offense is great. The Chiefs offense is great. The Raiders offense is really, really good. Statistically, they're way high up there. Every one of those four teams has had their worst game this season against Brandon Staley's Chargers defense. This Chargers defense is good. I, I think Brandon Staley's a home run hire coach. I think they're going to confuse Mayfield, who still doesn't have his full arsenal of receivers. He's still not on the same page with Odell Beckham. He struggled last week with his accuracy. He refuses to talk about his left shoulder, which he he really I think he dislocated briefly a couple weeks ago. He said, no, I throw my right. What are you talking about? Well, okay, but he didn't look right last week against the Vikings. They got to win because their defense is really good. I'll probably play the under here because I like both defenses. I, you're right. Same with me. I like what the Chargers bring on both sides of the ball a little bit better. And I just think there's something brewing here. There's they, This is a good football team. They handled the Raiders in the first half yesterday. And I still have respect for the Raiders. I think they're a good team. You look, their only blemish on the record is a loss of the Cowboys and a last-second field goal when they really throttled that offense, which I, I don't know that anybody else is going to throttle that Dallas offense. I'm believing in the Chargers. I, I think that if I have not looked at the bet MGM odds uh, at the AC West this week yet after Monday night's game. But if you can get, still get a plus price on them, take it because I, I believe in them. I think this team is winning AFC West. I like it too. And I, and I think they win this game, obviously. I also think that the Chargers minus one right now, I think that line might go up between now and kickoff. So I, look, how, how much worse could you do if the line goes down, right? If it goes down from minus one to pick <laughs> right. them, you haven't really lost anything. Yeah, yeah. But I wouldn't be shocked if this was the Chargers minus three on Sunday. So I would try to get in on that early. We're both going to be on the lightning bolts. Let's talk about the Packers at the Bengals. Um, Bengals are at home and they're catching three points. The total's 50. 
Cincinnati won. Uh, they got the job done against Jacksonville, but yeah. they really only played half of a football game. You know, with Green Bay, if we're willing to give them a pat, if we treat that first New Orleans game as maybe like sometimes we teams don't do so little in the preseason that maybe the week one is still kind of like a preseason game. Maybe the Packers just weren't ready and they got ambushed by New Orleans and great job by Peyton and all that stuff. But since then the Packers have been a pretty good football team. I know they kind of pulled that Niners game out of out of thin air. You know, the Niners should have probably won that game. But you know, last week they play a Pittsburgh team that's reeling. They took care of business. So it's hard for me. I still think the Bengals are, you know, it's like that the Cinderella story you're rooting for. Oh, is this the year they're going to be seven or eight right, wins? Right. They're going to be, you know, everybody's pulling for it. The PG-13 movie. I feel like the, you know, the steal the Swingers reference. I feel like the Packers are the rated R movie. You know, uh, you have to be more afraid of them. You know, they're, they're more dangerous. Yeah. They're, they're more of yeah. an adult team. The, the Bengals are still kind of the scrappy little upstarts. I don't think Zach Taylor is the right coach. I want to believe in Burrow. I want to believe in this offense. I mean, we don't know if Mixon will play. He's week to week. So, you know, enjoy your Samaj P. Ryan fab uh, offering. But I, I know it's a road favorite. Generally used to be the sucker play. We're talking, we keep talking about home and field advantage, probably going to thin air. The Bengals do get the extra time, but I got to go to the Packers on this, on this yeah. one. Seems trappy, right? It seems too obvious. It seems trappy. Like, why are Why are they begging me to take the Packers who, like you said, since week one and the first half of the week two, they look great. I, look, Pittsburgh has their issues, but their defense is good. And the Packers scored on five straight possessions last week. I, I, I saw something. It was the first time they've done that since like 2016. They're rolling. I, A.J. Dillon's adding something now. Aaron Jones is great. Devontae Adams is great. I, I mean, they're just, even Randall Cobb, like everybody laughed about, you know, Aaron Rodgers pretty much forcing the Packers to go get Randall Cobb as a as a apology note. But it's working out, right? Like Randall Cobb played well. I, I think... I don't know why I'd pick the Bengals here. Like, again, you know, home field advantage, if it's gone, the Bengals never even had good home field advantage to begin with. So I, I don't know. I Again, the extra rest, okay, sure. But I'm guessing no Joe Mixon or at least a, a banged-up Joe Mixon. I, we don't know yet about T. Higgins who's missed a couple of games. I guess if the Bengals are at absolute full strength, this Packers defense hasn't been great yet. But I don't I, I just... I'll take the Packers minus three, and if I if I fall into a trap, I'm going to fall into it because I, I I can't come up with a decent argument to take Bengals plus three here when the Packers are playing as well as they are. Yeah, I don't have a Bengals angle either. So how are the Cardinals going to handle success, right? I mean, the storyline right. last week is that the Rams own Kyler Murray. He's played 0-4, Kingsbury against McVay. And then the Cardinals said, no, 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 we're legit. We dominate this game start to finish. Nothing nothing fluky about that. We talked a lot about the Cardinals earlier when we had the Rams game up. So how do they handle success? Now they're at home, spotting five and a half to a 49ers team that just it's just a weird team. There's been injuries, there's been quarterback shuttling in and out with stuff. I, I don't know how good the defense is. I don't know how they lost that game to to the the Packers. I, I don't know. I don't I don't know how they let the Lions hang around opening night. It seemed like they were controlling the game against Seattle last week, and, and then all of a sudden that went up in, in smoke. So I have a hard time getting a read on the 49ers, and yet the emotional handicapper in me looks at the Cardinals and says, is this it's the prime letdown spot? Shouldn't they just be thinking, you know, oh, my God, we're the Super Bowl favorites now. Kyler Murray is yeah. the MVP favorite now. Is this the time where they get ambushed by a division rival? I, I think the spread's a little bit too high. I know it's hard to find an angle to pick the Niners, but when I saw the five and a half, I, I kind of knew right away I'd be taking the points. The total, by the way, is 50. I guess I, I'm going to volley this one back to you too, because I, I think this is a key question. 
how would your pick change if it's Trey Lance or Jimmy Garoppolo? Because we don't know yet about Jimmy. It looked like he'd be out for sure. Now it's like, well, maybe he's going to play. I mean, if he does, is he 100% with the calf? I'm not sure. But it sounds like it's not that bad. I do believe that Kyle would go with Jimmy if if he's healthy. How does how the the handicapping change for you if it's Trey Lance versus Jimmy Garoppolo? Well, you know what I wonder? How feasible is it that they know Garoppolo probably won't play, but because their quarterbacks are such different styles that it makes mm. sense to mess with the Cardinals, okay? Maybe the Niners, I suspect that the Niners are like, no, Garoppolo's not playing, but let's just put that thought in their head because these guys are totally different. We have one guy is a pocket quarterback with almost no mobility, and one guy is a hybrid quarterback who opens up a lot of the playbook. And, and let's hope, by the way, Kyle Shanahan opens up that playbook for Trey Lance. We know the Bears re- refuse to do it with Justin Fields. Oh, <laughs> what is Justin Fields yeah, good at? X, Y, and Z. Let's not run any of those plays. Uh, uh, he, he had a couple of good hits to Mooney. I don't want to be too hard on Fields. I think he's been set up to, you know, to not succeed by his coaching staff. I suspect Lance is going to play. I have no proof on that. Okay. It's just kind of my sniff test here as an outsider 2,000 miles away. Um, and Lance, look. The stats are going to tell you a lie to how well he played because there was a busted coverage and Debo Absolutely. Samuel got a free touchdown. Absolutely. You yep. can't take those stats at face value. And we like them. They're great for fantasy. But let's not pretend that Trey Lance looked good last week because he didn't. I mean, you know, a lot of times guys don't look good in a relief appearance. But, you know, my friend Mike, Mike Salfina was saying he was wondering if Kyle Shanahan is just like a, another version of John Gruden, a great offensive coach, but maybe overrated as a head coach. And I can admit, I I see that angle. I'm not sure that I'm necessarily signing my name to that petition, but as much as I love Kyle Shanahan, the offensive mind, I I wonder at times, do we overrate him as a head coach? Now, granted, so many guys were hurt in San Francisco last year that how can you hold that against anybody? And nobody would have succeeded. And they went to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. So I still like Kyle Shanahan, but it's at least forced me to rethink that. Um, That said, it's too many points. I just... I want to know. I, I want to see how the Cardinals handle success. I want to see the, how the Cardinals handle being on the magazine covers and being the hot national story, and being told how great they are for five days. I want to see how they yeah. handle that. And the emotional handicapper, the zigzag handicapper that I am, is always going to take the Niners in a spot like this. You you might have talked me into that. I, I mean that that is a, it's. You're right. Like this is kind of a prime letdown spot for the Cardinals. Everybody's going to be talking about them all last week because there's. One reason I took the Cardinals last week against the Rams, because everybody was talking about the Rams all week. Oh, my God, Matthew Stafford's winning MVP. This team's unbeatable. How do you stop this offense? And I was like, it's too many points for the Cardinals, guys. Like, this is way too much. So I, I get it. I don't know what to make of Trey Lance yet. I, I like, I love some of the things he does. I, in preseason, the if you just make a cut-up of Trey Lance's best plays of the preseason, say, oh, my God, that, that guy, wow. He, he should be starting right away. You make a cut-up of his worst plays, and you're like – why did they draft a third? This this kid's terrible. Last week was a lot of bad. It was. like He had to lay up the Debo. That helped his stats. He got hot late and in kind of the two-minute drill. I don't know what to make of that. Play to play, he was not good. But no practice time during the week with the ones. The game plan's not uh, catered to him like it will be if, the like you said, if the 49ers know it's Trey, their whole game plan's going to be different because they're going to play to his strengths. I, I'll probably go be with you on this one. I'll probably lean 49ers. I'm not locking it in yet, but I get every reason you say it makes sense. This is a lot of points, and the 49ers, I think they're they're okay. They're, they they haven't been as good as I thought they'd be, but they're still a competitive team that I think is going to go on the road and make this a close game. Let's get to some of the maybe less appealing games on the Sunday slate, but we'll we'll, we'll take it on a case by case basis. I I was this sucker at the Eagles last week, and although the offense put up a fight, they couldn't stop anything the Chiefs wanted to do. 
I also had the Panthers. I thought the Panthers played perfectly <laughs> fine. My dog is chiming in here. I thought the Eagles, uh, the Panthers played perfectly fine against Dallas, but Dallas is just such an offensive juggernaut, just so hard <laughs> to stop anything they want to do. Carolina's spotting four. Well, I try to get my dog under control. Why don't you talk about the Eagles and Panthers? <laughs> I shall. Um, I'm still a believer in the Panthers. I really am. I think that, they, look, they went on the road to Dallas. They did lead that game at some point. And, and, and Trevon Diggs, it makes a couple of great interceptions, kind of turns the game around. You lose to the Cowboys. I'll give you a pass for that. I think the Panthers are still a good team, and I don't think the Eagles are. I This line was slow to me. I you know, I don't have to go past four at the moment. It's minus four. If it was four and a half, five, I might get a little cold feet. But sitting there at four, minus four, I, I, I still believe in the Panthers. I think it's a good team. This is a little bit of a litmus test if, you know, hey, like you're playing a team you probably should beat by a touchdown, and can you do it? I'm saying yes. I think that I don't. I didn't mark them down too much for the loss of the Cowboys. What is it with the Eagles where they lose like three or four offensive linemen to start every season? I, I, every how many season times I've seen this? They're the spinal tap drummers of the NFL. Just offensive linemen just vanish in midair. They, they seem like they've given up on Miles Sanders. I think Hurts is a playmaker, but he's going to throw some to the other guys. They have skill talent. I like Devonta Smith looked good last week. I think Gainwell's an interesting player. They have two tight ends who are decent players. Um, for whatever Earths has left. And, you know, Goddard, I thought, looked really good last week. But they're not stopping people. And they, they can't be no. balanced on offense. So I would think that sets up really well for Car- – here's the thing with Carolina. I don't think last week's game against Dallas should get us off the scent that the Panthers' defense is still good. It's just Dallas right now is – they have – I mean, Kellen Moore is so hot at the craps table. Bet on everything he's betting on. They have running backs you like. They have receivers you like. They have tight ends getting involved. Dak looks really good. They're just an impossible matchup right now. I don't hold that against Dalton the Car- Schultz is a thing. Dalton Schultz, Dalton Schultz like, is a thing. What? Absolutely. So <laughs> I don't hold, I don't all of a sudden think like, oh, they unmasked right. the Carolina defense. I think just Dallas's offense is good and it's an it's a league where offense wins. So I think this week the Carolina defense is going to flex its muscle. Four is more than I'd like to give, but I, I thought this line might have been five or six. Yeah, I'm going to be so on Carolina as well. What do you do with the Saints, man? I, I don't understand oh, the Saints. They man. smacked the Packers around. Uh, they made Daniel Jones you know, look like a pro bowler last week. Although, to be fair, Daniel Jones only has one interception all year, and it was a Hail Mary. He's actually cleaned up his game a lot. And I think the Giants are doing some good things that we'll talk about a little bit later. Uh, the football team, I thought their defense was going to be good. I've given up that ghost. It's one thing when you get blown out at Buffalo, but they couldn't stop the Falcons team that had done nothing right on offense for three weeks. So the Saints are the favorite at Washington. It's a one-and-a-half-point spread. Basically, you're going to pick your winner there. The total is just 44, which I think is a little low because the football team doesn't stop people. The Saints ideally have a good defense. Didn't see it last week. I, I think this is a tricky game. It's a tricky spot. I don't really know what to do. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean on your analysis here. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, then we can skip to the next game because I got nothing, man. Uh, the Saints are just – what do you make of them? Like I, I've kind of been saying, like – Week one, they might have been the best team in the NFL. Week two, they might have been the worst team in the NFL. That terrible, terrible game they played against the Panthers. They come back and have a really quality road win against the Patriots. I think that that win's going to age well. I think the Patriots are fine. Then they come back and lose at home. Your first game back at the Superdome to the the Giants uh, with without Sterling Shepard, without Darius Slayton. When John, like I talked about with Charles on Sunday, when John Ross caught that touchdown, it took me a minute. I was like, Ross, Ross, who? And then they showed John Ross, and I'm like. That John Ross? That He's John still Ross? in the league? Like, I had no idea he was still in the league. I hate to say it, being a guy covering the NFL, I had no idea John Ross was still in the league. None. And, and he's, he, had, he was balling against the Saints. I, 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 I will take Washington. 
I don't know if I'm going to actually put any pennies on it because I don't know that I trust them either. Their defense is just, I don't know what's wrong. I, I really, that, that of all the units in the NFL, that's the one that's most surprising to me. Cause I did think this could be the best defense in the NFL or at least top three, top five. I don't even know if they're top 15 right now. I don't, it might not even be top 20, but I don't think the saints can take advantage of that. They got one guy, they got Kamara and that's it. Uh, you, you got not, and, and basically Sean Payton devising things because they don't have one playmaker other than Kamara. I'll take Washington. I don't feel good about it. I, I, cause you just don't know what to get out of saints. Yeah. The last I checked on, uh, the DVOA defense rankings. I think Washington was 30, 29th or thirtieth, and they were they were oh. really close to the bottom. That was before this, the Falcons game, which I'm, I'm sure will not help their ranking. No. You know, Sean Payton knows a lot more about football than I do, but I think they're playing the wrong quarterback. I think this needs to be a knuckleball. Team, I actually do too, right? I, I think too. Taysom yep. Hill I thought fits that last week. What the personnel on the roster, what they have. I, I think they're more. They're harder to defend. I think they're trying to make Winston play a brand of football that isn't what he's used to doing. And Winston, you know, he's being the good soldier. He's trying to be a game manager. But that's, you know, James Winston is sit back in the pocket, let it rip, you know, throw something to your guys, throw something to the other guys. And I, I think that'd be a lot. Maybe Peyton likes the fact that he's using both guys. It's just a, such a weird football season now where it's not just not that unusual when a team uses two quarterbacks in a game. But, um, I, I, if I were them, I would just, if they lose this game, I wonder if they'll just turn into Taysom Hill. I, I think he might be the long-term yeah. solution here. Because you just have a, yeah, you just, if you don't have much on your offense, what, 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 what's your identity? What is this team? Their identity right now is Jameis don't screw it up and give the ball to Alvin Kamara until his, his tongue is hanging out and he can't take anymore. That's and, it. That's not really a, a recipe. For and yet they're hardly success. throwing the ball to Kamara, which I don't get at all. Yeah, I, mean, I don't get that at all. Either. I thought, I, I thought with Mike Thomas either. out, I thought Alvin Kamara receiver was the one thing on this offense yeah. you could bank, you could hang your hat on and you can't even do that. Eckler, you know, basically be 90, 100 catch Eckler type of receiver. He's the poor man's Eckler right now. He's the poor man's Eckler right now. <laughs> There's a reason why Liz Loza has a program with Austin Eckler and not with Alvin Kamara. Let's yeah, right, right. Anyway, I hope you guys are checking that out. They're doing a great show, Eckler's Edge. Uh, great yeah. uh, show with our colleague Liz and Austin Eckler. Man, didn't he look great in that Monday night game? So according to producer Brett, we have to talk about the Chicago Bears. I'm not really a fan of doing that, but they go to the Raiders. Uh, the Bears did get a win. Uh, I thought they kept fields under wrap. What, 17 pass attempts, a couple of long hits to Mooney, only three targets for... Poor Allen Robinson. Uh, the Raiders, you know, they, they showed some spunk in the second half. They played a horrible first half against the Chargers. They're still five-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. It's a 45-and-a-half total in Vegas. Man, I just don't want to bet on the Bears. I, I know that the spread's probably trying to tease you on the Bears. I think the defense isn't as good as people think. The, the Lions moved the ball very easily in that game. They, they had three red zone trips in a row to start and get no points out of it because of the Detroit Lions. But they're trying to hide fields. They may not have Montgomery. I still believe in this Raiders team for some reason. So I, my initial lean is Raiders spot in the five and a half. Yeah, I, I, the the line worries me. I don't want to lay that many points. But the Bears without, like, you know, I mean, everybody talks about Justin Fields and Andy Dalton, obviously. That's a quarterback position. This offense has been all David Montgomery, and now he's done. I, he's, you know, get your Damian Williams fab <laughs> bids ready. I, I think that without Montgomery, they just... What's their offensive identity? They're really going to struggle. I don't think it's going to help Justin Fields not to have that security blanket there. I, I don't trust the coach. I, and I do trust the Raiders. I think the Raiders are still a good football team. They just lost to a team I like better. I'll take the Raiders. I don't know how invested I'll be just because the spread's a little higher than I like. But I, I, I still think the Raiders are the right side here. If you're a tease player, and I know the Raiders are on a short week, but this is this game just screaming to be teased yeah. down to nothing. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I thought the same. I mean, Moneyline parlay, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe with even the next game we're going to talk about. Okay, the Detroit Lions, Jared Goff and friends going to play Minnesota. Man, you know, Minnesota scored really early in that game against the Browns and did nothing else on offense. It seemed like maybe Dalvin Cook shouldn't have played. He didn't look healthy. He didn't play a lot of snaps. Vikings are spotting seven and a half at home over at BetMGM. The total is 49 and a half. What's your, uh, what's your first look at the Lions and Vikings? I'm trying to convince myself the Vikings are going to be a value bet for a few weeks here because they're one and three. Everybody's down on them. They just scored seven points. But let's really look at their three losses again. We, we've done this, but let's do it again. Losing overtime to the Bengals, that's fine. I mean, you know, the Bengals are, are not a bad team this year. You lose on a 37-yard field goal at the Arizona Cardinals. Okay, the Cardinals are a good team, and you should have beat them. And then you lose, like, uh, an ugly game against the Cleveland Browns at home. But it's close. You had two shots at the end to drive the field and, and tie it. They couldn't do it. But they, they weren't blown out or anything. They just couldn't move the ball against what might be a really good Browns defense. So, you know, Mike Zimmer got up after the game and was like, I've been doing this for 27 years. I know it's bad and what's good, and this team is pretty good. And everybody kind of laughed at him. And I'm sitting there saying, as a better, maybe he's right. Maybe we can get some value on them. Because I kind of almost agree that maybe this team is not 1-3. and three. Like, this is this is not your typical, hey, they're 1-3, and three, they're the Jets, whatever. No, they're better than that. And I thought that before the season, you look back and you could at least tell yourself a story with all their losses. Dal- again, Dalvin Cook didn't look right. Maybe he looks hopefully better. Or, or he sits in Madison is just the guy again, and I think he's a pretty good player. Uh, yeah, this is a prime tease candidate for me. The Lions, the, the Lions try. They do. They they battle. They they are really, I think, playing hard for Dan Campbell, but they just don't got it. They, this is not a good team. Over seven and a half, or over seven, I don't really love the Vikings, but this is going to be on like a few of my teasers. I, whatever I want to pair them with, this is probably my number one tease game. Yep. Week. That's the angle here, the tease. I, I do I do think the the Lions made a good hire with Campbell. They seemed to believe in him. They were getting blown out against the 49ers. They didn't tank. They were losing handily to the Bears. They made that a game again. They outplayed the Packers for a half. They outplayed, the I think, the Ravens for the majority of that game. And then you lose in the most Lions way possible. Uh, right. Delay of game isn't called. And then, and then you know, when, when somebody needs to hit the longest kick in NFL history to win a game 1917, you do it against the Detroit Lions. Tom Dempsey did it. And Justin Tucker did it. And, of course, it has to hit the goalpost, the crossbar, yeah. and then and then go over. Just, you know, just to perfectly make it a Detroit Lions thing. But they play hard. Uh, in pick and pulls, I'll be taking the points. I, I know this sounds like, you know, a little bit of playing both sides, but I think the lines have to be the spread pick. But if you're a teaser player or a money line parlay player, how can you not like the Vikings in this spot? So man, Broncos Steelers uh, total on this game is 40. I'll start with that. We might see drew lock. I'm not sure yet the status of, of um, Teddy Bridgewater, who was a nice story before he got hurt. And, Ben Roethlisberger, man, I, I know he hit the touchdown to Johnson. He just missed the touchdown to Juju, but I, I don't think Ben's looked right in any of the four games. I still don't know how they ever beat Buffalo. I'll never understand that. The Steelers are at home and spotting a point. Again, f- a total of 40 in the NFL. There's actually one total lower this week, but you almost never see that. It's a pinball league, and the league is saying, no, 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 this is going to be a game of checkers. You know, first team to 17 points wins. What's your uh, angle on the Broncos-Steelers? As long as Teddy gets cleared, I'm all about the Broncos here. I I think, again, home field doesn't mean anything. And I don't really – everybody's like, oh, the Broncos, they they were exposed. They're frauds. You know, they had a tough – yes, their schedule at the beginning of the season stuck. But I don't necessarily just throw them out because they lost to the Ravens. Yeah, they lost to the Ravens. Oh, okay, that that happens. It's not not something I'm really, uh, you know, saying the Broncos are a terrible team. I don't think they're great, but – 
defensively, they're going to do some things that just aren't going to be good for the Steelers. They're going to rush Ben, and he's just going to want to get rid of the ball. He's It's hard to watch him right now. He just he doesn't want to get hit. He just wants to get rid of the ball. He doesn't want to it, – it, it, I said this, and I kind of regretted it, but I'm still going to kind of repeat it because I don't think it's it's absolutely out of bounds. It looks like Ben doesn't even have his heart in it anymore. It looks like he doesn't want to play. He doesn't want to get hit. He doesn't want to – like, he's just – he, he's just at such a point physically where he just he knows he can't do this anymore. He doesn't have a good offensive line in front of him. The Broncos have great cornerbacks that can really make life difficult on the Steelers. I, I still believe in them. Again, as long as Teddy's playing, if it's if it's Drew Locke, I don't know that I want to be in the Broncos business, but I, I just think the Broncos are a better team. It's crazy. I think their defense is comparable, and I just I can't watch the Steelers' offense. I, I just they, they're look. I, I made a. Just a, a random in-game bet. This is dumb. I, I'll admit that this to being a dumb bet. Steelers over two and a half points in the third quarter on Sunday. And so I was sitting there watching that offense like they, they could play another four quarters and not score. Like this is, it's just, it was a hard offense to watch. Just They're just not good. And I, I think the Broncos are going to, they're going to get right. I, I still think the Broncos are a good team. Yeah, you're so right. Ben doesn't want to get hit and he doesn't have the mobility to extend plays. No, we know he no. doesn't like to turn his back to the defense. So play actions off the board, and the Steelers do very little pre-snap motion. I don't, I'll don't. i never understand that, Matt Canada. Pre-snap motion is a, is a cheat code. It's a way to get the defense to dictate, to give away what they're doing. You gather information. Yeah. Why would you not want to do right. that? The Steelers like said, are so every, Everybody's running play action and pre-snap, and they're doing neither, and they're not helping a quarterback at all. Who needs a lot of help right now? So right. I could only be on the Broncos in this game as well. Uh, so the Buccaneers found a way to win the Tom Brady game, uh, but Bill Belichick game. I thought it, it was a more interesting game than it was a well-played game, but, you know, Tampa Bay will take the win. Now they're playing Miami, a battle of the Florida teams. Miami hasn't done really anything right all season. The Buccaneers are at home, spotting 10.5. The total at BetMGM is 48. I hate spotting big points in the NFL, but I get to figure Tampa Bay, they were in the red zone against New England. Belichick, I thought, had a great game plan. Did everything he could to steal that game other than make the right, right call at the end. I don't know why they thought a 56-yard no, field goal and giving Tom Brady time was the right move. I It's just weird to see Belichick make what I think is clearly a strategic error. But I would think this week the Buccaneers are back in the 30-point business. I do think they miss Gronkowski a lot, uh, maybe more than people might have expected. Cameron Brait is not Rob Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski is the biggest kid on the field. You can't cover him. Even when he's, even when Rob Gronkowski's covered, he's open. But, <laughs> but Tampa Bay's got a good offense, and I get to figure that they put up 30, and I – dare the, the Dolphins to beat me with 24 points. So I'm probably going to lay the points. I hate doing it, but I'm probably minus 10 and a half here. Uh, I'll be, not that this is one of my top five plays of the week or anything, but I'll be on the Dolphins. I just, because I, I, how good are the Buccaneers right now? Like if you look back at their games, they, you know, lost to the Rams, barely beat the Patriots, barely beat the Cowboys. Not that these are bad, not that it's bad to barely beat those teams, but I don't know that we've seen them go full throttle yet. It might happen against the Dolphins, but I think that the Dolphins match up well, well-ish against their receivers, which is the strength of their team. Though, like you said, probably not Gronkowski. I, that sounded like a pretty serious injury, more than one week injury for him. And they're just losing cornerbacks left and right. I, I mean, it's it's hard to play in the NFL without cornerbacks, and and the Dolphins do have some receivers that scare you a little bit. I'm not saying Jacoby Brissett does, but ten and a half. All right, there's there's enough marks against the Buccaneers where I don't feel that bad fading them. You might be right. They, they could score 35, 42 points in this game and just have their kind of breakout offensive game. But I need to see it first. I, I just haven't been like, wow, this Buccaneers team is rolling through everybody. Not yet anyway. We'll see. I, I'll take the Dolphins over 10. Yeah, I mean, that, that 
that's pretty fair to double digit favor or double digit underdog right here. You know, if the Giants hadn't won at New Orleans, I think this Cowboys Giants line would have been monumental, oh. right? Yes, because yeah. Dallas just looks so good. Their loss at the Chargers, uh, I'm sorry, the loss at the uh, at the Buccaneers is an excuse absence. They they convincingly beat a good Chargers team. Uh, they, they did anything they wanted against the Eagles. I think the Panthers are a good team, and then that was a very decisive win for the Cowboys. But who is this Daniel Jones, right? He's not turning the ball over. He has a fumble, which was like an effort run, you know, end of the play fumble. It wasn't like the – you can, I can live sack, with that. Yeah. It wasn't the strip sack, you know, no pocket awareness fumble. It was the end of the play. The defender made a good punch. Credit The other guys get paid to one of those plays. And then the interception, the only interception he's thrown was the Hail Mary at halftime. You know, I, I, that shouldn't even count against the quarterback. Daniel Jones is playing well. And last week he played well with Galladay, you know, stepping up. Barkley st- looks a little bit better every week. This doesn't look like the same Barkley that we, we know and love, but he, at least he looks a little bit better every week. Kadarius Tony made plays. You mentioned John Ross getting involved. So Dallas, who I thought would be everybody's darling right now, they're only spotting kind of a modest seven points in this game. The total is 52. What's your lean on uh, Dallas and NYG? Yeah, how do you get away from teasing this down too? I mean, yeah, somebody's right. going to screw this up, right? The survivor pools have who's been, gonna, yeah, who's going to screw this up in so Survivor? Yeah, yeah, that's a right? great question. The, the the survivor pool's been kind of easy this year. I'm still alive, and and that never happens. I'm terrible at those, but I think the Cowboys are the right side, even minus seven. I just I don't want to get in front of this train. That's their offense. This I don't know how you defend it. I really don't. Like, I guess I'd need to ask Brandon Staley because Chargers did a good job. Nobody else has. I mean, Dak is playing at such a high level right now, and I don't even know if he's fully healthy. He's, I think he's getting healthier, and he might be close. Mentally, though, he is just processing everything incredibly well. He's the, the I thought last week was the perfect Dallas Cowboys game where both running backs are just gashing, getting whatever they want. Dak Prescott only has 180 yards, but he has four touchdowns because everybody's open downfield because you got to try to stop Elliott and uh, Pollard. I, I think... I just I just don't want to go against the Cowboys right now. They're they're a tough team to bet against because they can turn your lights out in a hurry on offense. I, I get it. It's 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 probably a little bit inflated. The Giants are probably better than we think because Daniel Jones is playing good ball, like you said. I don't want to get in front of the Cowboys train right now. I just think that it's it's too tough with this offense being as explosive as they are. And it's perfect with I think they've realized that the idea is not to give Dak the, to, to give Zeke the ball 28 times. The idea is to give Zeke the ball 20 times and give Tony Pollard the ball 10 to 13 times. They're both fresh. I feel like every time Pollard touches the ball, it's a seven-yard run. And Zeke looks Absolutely. great. And, he does. And, he looks in great. part because he's probably fresher. The one fantasy buzzkill here is I think whatever people paid for C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper, and they're, they're perfectly fine players. But I think we thought, okay, the defense will stink. It's going to be a carnival. Um, you know, last year it was a carnival. Maybe Zeke is is kind of you know moving on the way down. I don't know how much they'll use Pollard. Well, Zeke looks better than expected. Pollard looks great, and the defense is at least league average, if not better. You know, this is this is a a defense that again I think what the Chiefs want to have is that defense that just makes a couple stops a game and the offense can win the game thirty four to twenty. The Cowboys have playmakers. The Cowboys have guys yeah. who excite you when they're on defense. When's the last time we've yeah. said that? And now those guys have to share the ball with Dalton Schultz. Too. And Blake Jarwin, who I think is a pretty good tight end, he's our number two. He caught a touchdown last week. Yeah, I, I have a bunch of CD and I have a ton of Amari Cooper. And I'm like, there's there's going to be games when you know these guys just are getting five targets because it's like, well, we don't need to pass the ball that much. We're, we're totally fine without it. Although my dog is named Fenway, I'll have you know that I occasionally call him Barkley, especially when he barks on during podcasts. <laughs> so, so Barkley, I need you to I need you to be the Saquon Barkley of week one and be very quiet. 
as we try By the way, to get I hate through. to say, uh, as a bonus pick, uh, you know, the Yankees, right? Like that. I know we're taping this Tuesday, but I'm, I didn't, I didn't get that line. No, no offense to you, Scott. I know you're. Ah, uh, my heart's invested. I'm not going to bet a penny on that. I game. know. I, I mean, get it. I get Nathan it. Evaldi, uh, but I'm on the Yankees. I, you I know, Nathan Eovaldi is a good, a good example of how war is in everything. Because if you look at war, he's like a Cy Young contender. I just don't buy it. <laughs> I don't buy uh, that either. Trust know, me. Or um, as my friend Dave Michaud says, you know, war. What war? You know, look, I love metrics. I love advanced stats and everything. But war will have you say that maybe. Kevin Kiermaier is as good as Raphael Devers. I just, I just, don't, I don't buy it, man. The defensive adjustments don't make sense to me. We get two more games on the slate, two more juicy, exciting football games. How about the Tennessee Titans? Uh, congratulations, you just lost to the Jets. Your reward <laughs> is a trip to Jacksonville. Yeah, they were competitive. They easily could have won that Bengals game. Of course, they didn't. Uh, the Jaguars are at home. Their coach has had a great week. You yeah, know, a great week I for mean, Urban Meyer. Four points uh, is the spread. The Titans are favored on the road over the Jags. And the total is 48. Did the Jags do enough on Thursday to encourage you to take the home dog here? No. I'm going down Narrative Street right here. And maybe I'm being dumb. And you can try to talk me out of it the rest of the week. But look, when Urban Meyer doesn't come back with the team when they're 0-4. Look, at they're 4-0 when he's out there doing whatever. I'm not saying it's right morally. I'm just saying as far as not being back in the office on Friday trying to figure out what's wrong. Uh, okay, you're 4-0, you're 3-1, you're cool, you have you have chops. We, we understand you can coach in the NFL, but no. He's been terrible in their own four, and he's back in Ohio on Friday? No. And then, from a report today from Michael Silver, saying that he canceled the team meeting on Monday because he could deal with all this stuff. The players, I just feel like, especially if A.J. Brown and Julio are healthy, or even one of them. They need one of those guys. It's just, look, they ain't the same team without those two guys. You know, that's, that's not an insult. It's just they're two great, great players. If one of those guys is playing, I think the Jaguars might just, this team might quit hard on Urban Meyer. And it might be like, you know what? We're not playing for you anymore. We don't care. We're, we're dead anyway. We don't want you around no more. We're going to, we're going to, this we're just not going to play hard. You didn't want to have a team meeting on Monday. Why should we go out and, and and do this thing? I can see the Titans winning by thirty. I really can. Like I just I'm going to be on the Titans as long as they're healthy, somewhat. Again, I get it. I don't like betting narratives, but I, I can see the Jaguars just being like, we don't want to play for this guy anymore. He, he ain't he ain't the goods. He ain't trying hard. Why should we try hard? I mean, what are the odds of Urban Meyer being gone before next year? Like minus five fifty. I, mean, I thought, you know what? Honestly, Scott, I thought if Shad Khan fired him today, it would have been justified. And I know that's crazy, four games in, but there's been nothing in the last nine months that leads me to believe Urban Meyer is an NFL head coach. Nothing. And, and now he's got the excuse. He could just be like, "Oh, hey, you know, we're we're this is so bad. His actions. We got to get rid of him." The players have checked out on him. From all, there's been multiple stories that the players have checked out on this guy. And I just, I think every day he's on the job from here on out, you're just wasting time because these guys don't want to play for him. It just, from, if, I assume all these, you know, anonymous quotes aren't from all one guy. I assume that there's a few sources leaking this out. It's just a toxic situation there. Do you think he'll coach in college again? Oh, yeah. I think he's coaching USC next year. No doubt. Yeah. I, I, I wish, does BetMGM offer that? Because I'd, I'd put some money on that right now. I no, think if that, anybody, any BetMGM, uh, you know, people are listening to the call. Yeah, please. Because I, I would, I, you should I, be talking I, to Frank anyway. Frank should be giving you at least two or three props a week. So I, let, let's get that working. Okay, we saved the best for last. The battle of the two best rookie quarterbacks, which of course are, are um, Davis Mills of, of the uh, of the Texans and Mac Jones of the Patriots. Uh, Mac Jones, the most unimpressive nineteen completions in a row I think I've ever seen. Uh-huh. Although I, yeah, I like they're Mac getting Jones. no explosive plays. Man, no they're so vanilla. Plays. They have no playmakers on offense. They just have. They, they're a team of C plus players on offense. It feels like. 
Uh, and then Davis Mills, as, as Andrew Siciliano said on Red Zone, he said, it sounds like an outlet mall. You know, I'm going over to Davis Mills. I'm going to you know, pick up a new trench coat and some boots or something, you know, whatever. Uh, the Patriots on the road pitching nine and a half to the Texans. That's how bad people are. I mean, New England, you know, they've been competitive, but they're still one and three. So the Texans, they're begging you to take the Texans, Frank, nine and a half. The total is super low, 90, 39 and a half. It's about as low as you're going to see in the NFL these days. Um, a really high spread, really low total. What do you do with this one? Yeah, and this producer, yeah, as producer Brett pointed out to us in our notes, like this is lowest, the lowest total in the board, but the second highest spread, you don't see that very often, if at all. Like, that's weird. I guess I'll take the Texans. I don't know. I mean, I don't look, the Patriots are going to win a lot of ugly games. They don't get a lot of explosive plays. They're not going to score a lot. If the Texans can score at all, I, I think they cover here. I, it's nine and a half. It's a lot. They have been competitive before last week. Maybe the Bills are just really good. I'm, I'm willing to maybe die on that hill that the Bills are going to win this year's Super Bowl still. So I just think that, look, the Texans in every other game have been feisty. I, I guess I'll just, I'll, I'll be on the Texans, but I do need to ask you, are the Patriots the survivor pick this week? Is it safe? Uh, do we, uh, is there going to be some big letdown? Is it, you don't want to take any low scoring team, no matter who they're playing. I, I, I want to take the Patriots so badly in my survivor pools, but I'm not sure I can. I hate take, taking road teams. I think I'm probably leaning Vikings on survivor. Mm. Um, Buccaneers aren't available to me. And even then, you know, I, I have a lot of respect for the the coaching of Miami. I just don't like taking road teams and the, and the Patriots tell me what you like about their offense. I know it's not good. I mean, it's look like people people are going nuts about Mac, right? Like, oh my goodness, he showed everything he did. He was efficient. He was he was pretty solid. I don't have anything against Mac Jones, and he's pretty solid against a team that had no cornerbacks that drags Richard Sherman off the street and and plays him the whole game. Like, but he, there's no explosive plays coming at all. That's why I think they're twenty seventh in points, twenty six in yards, and that doesn't surprise me because everything is a challenge for them. Everything is a struggle. If they're going to score a touchdown, it's going to be on some 12-play, 82-yard drive. It's not going to be Nelson Aguilar. Where's Nelson? Nelson Aguilar still playing? I, I don't no know. flash no, scoring. I, no explosive not, plays. It's, everything's nothing. a five-yard pass, easy. a seven-yard pass. You can't live like that. You can't win. No, In fact, it's, the Patriots play defense the exact opposite, where they're like, go ahead. Try to complete you know 12 passes in a row against us. We dare you. Right. We know you're going to eventually have a false start. Or you're gonna, you know, misfire on the pass. Somebody's gonna make a drop. Whatever it is, you'll make one mistake and then you'll punt or you'll settle for a field goal. That's exactly what New England did against Tampa Bay. Yeah, yeah, and that's it, Bill knows that's not the way you want to play. But what else? What other choices you have with this offense? I, I just, I, that's the reason I'm gonna take the Texans. I don't know. I'm gonna try to talk myself out of the Patriots for all the reasons we've been talking about for Survivor. But uh, yeah, I guess if it's just it's just gonna be an ugly game and. Maybe the Patriots get over the nine and a half, but I I don't feel very confident in that. And I I will not complain if it's not a game shown on the eight the Octabox on on Directv. <laughs> I, you have permission to keep the Patriots and Texans off off television. I don't even care if they televise the game at all. Yeah, I try to, like good. you. I try to rewatch as many games as I can. I'm I'm not eager to dive into that one a second time or even a first time. Well, of course, if you're looking for betting advice across all various sports be sure to subscribe to yahoo sportsbook daily with our man frank schwab on your podcast platform of choice and if you're social if you're on twitter it's a fun place to hang out you can give us a follow i'm scott underscore pianowski yahoo schwab is across from me and of course get all your fantasy news analysis and all sorts of good stuff over at yahoo fantasy i hope you're also trying yahoo fantasy plus great way to save money and make better fantasy decisions tomorrow matt 
Dalton Statner Thursday, a special preview of that Ram Seahawks game that we're all excited about. Until then, for Frank, for producer Brett, for my dog Fenway, I am Scott Pianowski. Straight cash, homie. We'll talk to you soon.